0: Welcome to Groove Tracks, brought to you by Behavior Grooves. I'm Kurt. And I'm Tim. Groove tracks are short, 10 minute dives into a single topic or content. Without any further ado, Kurt, what's our topic today?
1: So today we're gonna take a deep dive into one of the most fascinating papers that I've read recently. And that's because it took my thinking on the subject all the way from 10 to 11.
0: Uh, So like Nigel Tufnell's guitar amp, it goes one louder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for
0: getting my spinal tap references. Uh, No problem. Okay. So what is this study that's got you so excited?
1: So I'm talking about the 2011 paper by Aliyah Crum, William Corbin, Kelly Bronwell, and Peter Salve called Mind Over Milkshakes. Mindsets, not just nutrients, determine ghrelin response. It was published in Health Psychology, and this paper blew my mind with the idea that not only does the mindset that we hold change how we perceive the world, but it in fact changes the way that our own body's physiology reacts to the world.
0: Yeah, it's one hell of a concept. You and I have talked about how our minds and thoughts impact our perceptions on a number of things. But in this paper, the authors demonstrate how mindsets impact our physical self as well. Their research revealed how people's beliefs about a milkshake actually changed the amount of ghrelin that their bodies produced. Okay, some background. Ghrelin is a gut peptide that influences how
1: satiated we feel In other words, it helps us decide if we feel full or if we feel hungry. The more ghrelin that you have, the more hungry that you feel. It also impacts how our body regulates its energy. When it's low, our metabolic rates rise and we are more likely to use some of our stored energy to keep us going and keep active. When ghrelin levels are high, however, our bodies reduce our resting metabolic state and we tend to feel a little bit more lethargic to conserve energy. In this study, ghrelin was measured uh, in the study participants via blood samples at three different points. One, prior to consuming, two, at consumption of the shake, and three, after consumption. The participants did this on two different occasions. I believe it was two consecutive Saturdays, that I'm not sure about though.
0: Okay, well, it is important to know that everyone had the same shake and it was the same shake on both occasions, right? But the shake wasn't the point of the study. The researchers were manipulating what people believed about the shake. On one Saturday, participants were told to read the label and they saw that the shake was an indulgence shake that had 620 calories overall, of which 270 of them came from fat. The label expanded on that and said in large letters, INDULGE, DECADENCE YOU DESERVE, INDULGE YOURSELF WITH THIS RICH AND CREAMY BLEND OF ALL OF OUR PREMIUM INGREDIENTS, SUMPTUOUSLY SMOOTH ICE CREAM, SATIN WHOLE MILK, AND SWEET VANILLA, IT IS HEAVEN IN A BOTTLE AND irresistibly GRATIFYING.
1: Mmm, that
0: sounds like milkshake <laughs> heaven to me, man. I don't know. Milkshake <laughs> heaven right there. It does. It does. Now, on the other Saturday, they were told that the shake that they were drinking was a Scentsy Shake. And it was described this way. Scentsy Shake for guilt-free satisfaction. Get sensible with the new light, healthy Scentsy Shake. It has all the taste without the guilt. No fat, no added sugar, and only 140 calories. Sensi Shake is light and tasty enough to enjoy every day.
1: Okay, first, you
0: need to be a voiceover (laughs) actor. And and then second,
1: now we have the conditions. Okay, so on one Saturday, they were told that the shake was indulgent and high in fat. And the next Saturday, that it was a diet shake. And each time, it was the same 380-calorie shake. It got really interesting when they looked at the ghrelin measurements. So at the start, before consuming anything, um, right when they were starting to read the label 20 minutes before consumption, ghrelin measures were the same for both different treatments, right? However, in anticipation of drinking the shake, i.e. the moment of consumption, Mm -hmm. ghrelin levels were significantly higher in those participants when they thought they were going to drink the indulgent shake. After drinking the indulgent shake, however, the Grelin count was significantly lower compared to the Grelin count when they thought they were drinking the sensible shake.
0: Okay, so note that the lower levels of ghrelin relate to feeling more satiated or more full. So after reading the labels, when they were anticipating the indulgent shake, they felt hungrier because they thought they were getting this rich and indulgent shake. But after drinking the indulgent shake, they felt more full than when they were told they were drinking the Sensi shake.
1: Right, Tim. If the body was responding only to the caloric content of the shake itself, these levels should have been the same, regardless of the shake, but they weren't. The body responded differently based on what was on the label. That is so very cool. <laughs> okay, so so now let's get into
0: the fun stuff. What the hell does this mean? <laughs> hey, come on, what, what what does this mean? Jim? Well. I think one big takeaway is that our expectations don't just color the way that we cognitively process an experience. The study reveals that our expectations actually impact the way our bodies perceive the experience and process the experience. When we are primed for indulgence, our bodies respond like we're going to have this high calorie, super rich shake. And we, when we are primed to think that we are having a sensible shake, our bodies respond accordingly, even when there is no difference between the actual calories in the shakes. Right.
1: That Those implications are enormous. So if we generalize this out, it even has a larger impact beyond just drinking milkshakes. The expectations that we hold about our food, our health, our job, the different products we buy or use are not just ancillary outputs of our experience and beliefs, but those expectations are active, active participants in the experience. They actually change the experience that we have.
0: Yeah, Well said. You know, we've talked about some of the wine studies that showed different regions of the brain being activated in an fMRI scan when people thought that the wine was either cheap or expensive. Now, of course, when they thought the wine was more expensive, the fMRI showed greater activation in the parts of the brain where pleasure is often identified. And in many ways, Aaliyah's work, you know, supports those findings.
1: It does, but it's even more than that, I think. What I find fascinating about the study is that it goes beyond the brain and how the brain is interpreting the expectation, but the way that the body responds. This takes those wine studies to the next level, or as we might say, it goes one (laughs) loud.
0: Up to 11. (laughs) I think we can say that expectations matter. So here is another thing to think about.
1: One of the basic assumptions in economics is that the experienced pleasantness from consuming a good depends only on its intrinsic properties and on the state of the individual. So this study throws that assumption out the window, which, which means, which means that the marketing that companies do extrinsically influences the experience of the consumption process by changing our expectations of the experience. Thus, the evocative car ads, the Just Do It Nike ads, the Cocoa for Cocoa Puff ads, they all build those expectations.
0: Yeah, you know, and many marketers may already know this, but marketing is no longer just about selling the product. It's also about how we experience the consumption of the product.
1: Oh, well said, And, and going beyond that, right? the internal communications inside a company or an organization does more than just provide information to the employees. It sets the scene for how a new program or processes are experienced. Leaders are influencing the actual experience of using a new computer system or a sales model or whatever it is just by how they frame it and the expectations that they create. Now, Now, this is a big generalization, and we don't have research, at least none that I know of, to support this yet. But the natural outcome of these findings would suggest that's what would
0: happen. Yeah, well said, Kurt. So, Groovers, careful about your expectations. They will influence not just how you perceive the situation, but also how your body responds to it. Now, get out and expect the
1: best this week and go find your groove.